0: they've got a very ferocious group that they have a lot of motor in them. They don't give up on plays. They're constantly trying to chase down the quarterback. They feel like they get beat and the quarterback steps up and they're right there. So they do a good job. Their rush patterns and their games within their D lines. You know, it's a really, really good group. And then you throw that in with the back end that they got. It's a pretty special defense, so we're going to have our hands full.
1: When you're building that fabric during the season through different challenges, adversity, the journey, that's what you lean on in situations like we had tonight. And we'll have to do it going forward, quite honestly, because it doesn't look like we're getting any healthier.
2: If we don't execute, guess what? We'll be going home. Since I've been a rookie here, every year in the playoffs, we have fallen short. And I know what happens when you fall short. Some guys, it might be their first round on this team. I tell them the same thing. We don't execute. We go into the house. It's just simple as that.
3: You're
0: listening to Jeremy and Joe on the home of the Bills. WGR Sports Radio
3: 550.
0: This version of No Easy Way Out came courtesy of former WGR producer Tom Sitch, who suggested this. Yeah. this This version? Yeah, this version. I know the one, of course – from Rocky, Rocky four. four, yeah, you know sometimes you got to drive and when see the, visions of Ivan Drago. Up, oh, up, Alan, up Alan driving down the the highway with Mahomes, with the visions flashing <laughs> to Mahomes, flashing to thirteen seconds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although he's not going to Russia. No, when he's on that Mahomes is coming to Russia. Yes, sure. I think this is where the the similarities end. Might be because yeah, it's not Rocky and Drago; it's no, Drago no. versus Drago. I was gonna say <laughs> if, if if the similarities kept going, then Mahomes would win over the home fans and beat Allen because that's what he Rocky would turn did, and they would be chanting yeah, for Mahomes at the right. end of the movie, which is still one of the most insane endings to any movie ever. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, they uh, they all changed. If I can change and you can change, everybody can change. <laughs> right. And they end up rooting for Rocky. Of course they do. Yeah. It's two dragos. Right? Allen and Mahomes? Sure. They're both I mean, made in a lab. Jay Harris writes in Rocky got kicked out of the house. Kicked out. I feel like it was he was taking an emotional drive, a lap. He was he was he was trying to go decompress. He got in his Lamborghini with the Southpaw license plate. Uh Rev that engine, popped those lights, and went for a drive. But that was after Adrian shouted at him, you can't win. Right. Which, man, if there's ever being doubted, that's that's adversity right there. Rocky, he silenced the haters. It's a great movie. I mean... It's a great movie. You don't have to convince me. It is... Especially for the 80s. It is a series of montages with about 10 minutes of dialogue (laughs) in between. But there's nothing wrong with that. But an awesome, uh... An awesome of of the fights. I mean that's that's gotta be the best one of those movies. Yeah, it's pretty good. 803 0550 1 Asked you Bills win if blank, Bills lose if blank. If you've got any anything on that about this matchup, it is a football Friday presented by Tops Market Score. Big savings and elevate your food game with Tops Markets. Join you us. went with the uh, TV uh, intermission report answer of run the ball better. Well, I agree with what Chris Brown said, which is James Cook. I yeah. I think in the first matchup, James Cook had 140 yards from scrimmage. He had a touchdown. Down the seam, Down right? the seam on yeah. a play that it's one of the things that Joe Brady has gotten out of this offense that Ken Dorsey never really did, which is using James Cook in the way we were told he was drafted to be used. Uh-huh. Not just running the ball, but get him out in space, get him down the field. We've seen that wheel route. We've seen... Think of the the, the the touchdown Cook had against the Cowboys, where he comes out of the backfield. It's a perfect throw. It's a great catch from Cook. He's also dropped that. He dropped it against the Eagles. He's dropped a right. couple of those great opportunities. So... He dropped one against the Cowboys that nobody remembers because he played so well otherwise. Right, right. So... Fingers crossed, James Cook has a good day catching the ball, but I think he will be a big, big part of this offense on Sunday. Catching the ball has been very different for him, too. He had, from weeks, from the Jet game to the Dallas game, that four-week gap, uh, stretch, Jets, Eagles, Chiefs, and Cowboys. James Cook, in the pass game, he had 211 yards receiving in three touchdowns. Since then, the four games since then, he has 17 yards receiving. Mm. I mean, it has disappeared in the last four games. And maybe that is just defenses started respecting it, and it's opened up other things. Or, I don't, I don't really know what the or is. I mean, he's dropped a couple, right? You know, the targets are still kind of there. They're not as much. Um, but if he gets going in the pass game, that will be the first time in like a month that that has happened. So, I'd like to see it happen too, but... They don't need it. That's that's where I I like where they are offensively to some respect is I don't feel like they're an offense where you take one thing away right now and they're cooked. I mean that's what makes them I think a good offense is they're multi dimensional. Now that now that Shakir can produce and Kincaid can produce and Knox is back, it's more for the red zone. The thing we still don't have is like a Diggs blow up game. Like, right. he's he started to bounce back number wise, but we, we have not seen the. Seven for 150 game and for him. And you haven't – have we ever seen that against the Chiefs? Ooh, I don't think so. The Chiefs game this year – I'll give you his numbers against the Chiefs. This year, Diggs, four catches on 11 targets for 24 yards. That, that might be yard, one of his – Two yards per target. That's terrible. That's really bad. Last year, Kansas City. Here you go. There's your big game. Ten catches, 13 targets, 148 and a touchdown. Yeah, that's, that's the one. In Kansas City last year, that was Diggs. Yep. But the 13 second game, he did nothing. No, very little. I mean, he didn't have to. I mean, he got attention, and Gabe Davis did it. Right. That's that's what's interesting. If you are the Chiefs coming into this game, you know, we talked to Carrington Harrison, six ten Sports in Kansas City about Gabe Davis always seems to come up with big plays against the Chiefs, and that's not just the you know the the 13 seconds game. If they were going to take away digs, they feel like they have to now. Might they think mm, they've got two good coins? Well, they might not think they have to. Or they might roll that side and say, "Well, the Trent Sherfield's not going to beat us." Well, it depends. They could look. You could you could get to two answers there. You could look at the numbers and say, "We don't have to worry as much about Diggs. We don't have to we don't have to exhaust all of our resources right now to just stopping him. We don't have to do that. We can line up Sneed one on one with him, and we think we can get by doing that. That's if you look at the numbers. Although, if you're Steve Spagnolo and you're turning on the tape this week, and you're diving into the Bills in the last month of the season, the last, you know, eight weeks, nine weeks, aren't you coming away thinking, man, he's not connecting with Diggs right now, but they're close. There there are big plays down the field that are a yard away from being a 70-yard touchdown. You, um, well, okay, the question is, are they close, or are you going to take your chances and say, they're not going to find it? Why would they find it this week? They haven't found it yet. I I'm going to dare them to find it again. Because Allen, if he fi- if he sees mm. somebody deep, like that's the other thing, will they try to bait Allen into throwing deep down the field? Will it be a patient game where Allen mm. takes things underneath? You know, like it's yeah. But I'm I'm not sure that their digs and Allen are just going to find that one yard they've been missing for the last 3 months in a day. It'd be great if they did, but it, it, it's 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 a good point about what Steve Spagnola would do. Would he gamble that they're not going to do it, or would he respect that they might? I mean, aren't defenses still respecting it, even though it's not happening? Because they well, know what these two... I mean, isn't it the same for, the, for the, the Bills with Travis Kelsey? Isn't it, you know, he's not as good as he's been, the efficiency's down, maybe there's been a, a, a lingering injury all year for him, but we are we are going into this game trying to take travis kelsey away because i mean they wouldn't do it just for the looks but if you don't do that and oh you're leaving travis kelsey on an island with some guy and he goes off then you look like an idiot right right and that yep. that would be spagnolo if if he leaves Diggs on an island or doesn't bracket coverage or doesn't double team and just kind of just plays it like he's a normal wide receiver and Diggs has that blow-up game. What does everybody say? How that, Why was that your plan to cover Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs? Yeah, I, I would think that they will, they will bracket Diggs. And the guy on the other side, Trent Shurfield. The, that, we'll, we'll cover that guy one-on-one. We're not going to worry about Trent Shurfield. And then the middle of the field, Shakir and Kincaid, you know, that's a different story the Bills might have to win over the middle of the field. It it makes me even though Davis has had what five goose eggs, is it five in the since Brady took over, it it makes me really think more about his value in this game. It, it, not because I would be sure that he would just go off against the Chiefs again because he's done it, but every third week we've seen him go off. And I like can Trent Sherfield have that game? Can he have the Davis game where he has four catches for 120 yards? Because everyone's focusing on digs. It's pretty hard to imagine. Me right, like, and that makes what, me really what think line, that they'll miss Davis. Maybe. What line would I get on Sherfield 100 yards receiving in this game? Oh man, I mean, you Massive. Would get, yeah. 8030550. Let's catch up on some calls. Max in Rochester. Hey Max, good morning. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Uh,
1: I had a. I think "Bulls on Parade" is like the perfect hype song for this team. I just think that fits really well. But I, I wanted to call and say, you know, I don't. This is in the category of we'll never know. But whoever gave Allen the green light to just start running, I think that's absolutely changed the offense. And um, I, I wonder how many fewer interceptions he would have uh, if. If he just was this aggressive all season with his legs, yeah. I just think you know a a couple of years ago when when it, whenever it was third and short, like we didn't even think about whether we'd get the first down or not. You know, it was like a certainty. And I felt like earlier this year they were you know trying these screen passes or different things, and I'm like, just let Allen go. And so I I just think that's that's absolutely changed the team and yeah. Um, my hope for this Sunday is that Buffalo, whoever's playing on defense, I don't care who it is, but that they would just knock the snot out of Kansas City, hit them as hard as possible. Um, you know, I think we got to out physical KC this week. And, and if they can do that, if they can be the more physical team, I think they've got a really good chance of winning. And then my last point, and and then i'm going to hang up and listen is is it inevitable that the, the new
0: stadium's going to be called the pit like is that <laughs> is
1: that where we're headed i mean so, anyway w-
0: thanks max it's up to us we want to do it yeah, i you say, can call it whatever you want and let's be real about it from above it will look like a pit
2: right? it's a yeah, fully well, enclosed no,
0: well. with a canopy and there's a hole the pit i'm in i'm in for calling it the pit yeah all right, I like it. I think I think I like it. The pit though. No, 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 that's good. That's good. It's good. It's yeah. just the pit. I think it's great. Yeah. Um so the point about Allen running, Christopher Yeah. Pa- Christopher Passer had a really interesting stat that I'd like to kind of mix in with this. You know, your your suggestion that Allen running maybe he feels like he doesn't have to throw or force throws the same way cuz he's like I'll just run for some first downs now that I'm a little bit freer to do that. So Chris Trpaaso has this. And I like this this stat he laid out. We'll make this our stat of the day. Because I don't I don't want to necessarily get into what your record is when you have no turnovers. Because I'm not afraid of a turnover or two. It'd be great if you didn't have any, but right. I'm not afraid of Josh Allen throwing one interception down the field. Yeah. So Here's what Chris has, Chris Trapasso of uh, CBS Sports. Since the start of the 2021 season, the Bills are eight and seven in games where they turn the ball over in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. In games where they don't do that, all other games that includes other games with multiple turnovers, just don't. But just, but just in quarters n- two through four. Yeah, no turnovers in the first quarter. The Bills' record is 31 and 10. Hmm. It's a seventy-five percent win percentage if you don't get an early turnover.
4: Yeah.
0: And if you think about some of their losses this year, they lost to New England through a pick on the first play. They lost to Denver, fumble on the first play. Hmm. So if the Bills don't start sloppy, they're in great shape. Right. Thirty one and ten without a first quarter interception or fumble. The other thing on on turnovers, I'm not necessarily that afraid of them either. As long as they don't come in like a three like three or four. That they're all they're all failed drives to me. And I, I just don't I don't yeah. want to focus too much well, on the turnover aspect of it. And maybe that's more true with Allen than anybody. when you were off on Wednesday, I had Aaron Shots on. I heard this. The depth of interception. Yeah. And how like the DVOA lost or whatever he I forgot the exact term that he had, but like DVOA lost on interceptions. Like he or he, maybe it was EPA. Like it's not like it's lower than Brock Purdy. Yeah. Because Brock Purdy throws his interceptions Like, at the line of scrimmage. And they're more easily returned. It's better field position. You know, you can roll your eyes at arm punt, but that term is more true of Allen than any other quarterback in the league. Yeah. Where his picks are, well, he's throwing it 50 yards down the field. It's a punt. It's the same thing. So, he's got that streak going of not throwing a pick six. It's not going to happen on Sunday. Um, One of the longest streaks in NFL history for that. So, yeah, just don't... Don't give me a ridiculous amount of them. Like, if I get one or two, I think the Bills can withstand it. Like, the question you asked of earlier, like, the Bills, the the flip side of, if the Bills, the Bills will lose if blank. I If you told, I, I wouldn't put Allen throwing the interception in that. I don't think that would cost them. No. Mahomes, they've had, he's thrown interceptions against the Bills, and they've been right there on the doorstep at the end of games, right? Yep. I mean, he threw a pick to to close a game, which is very different, last year in the regular season. But he threw a pick in the red zone to Kyrie Elam in the Bills Chiefs game last year. First drive. And they, they had turned it over early, and they managed to hang around and stay in that game. As long as as long as long it's not like a wide disparity, I think you're fine. That's Stat of the Day, brought to you by Seneca Gaming and Irving, home of the biggest bingo payouts and slot machines with thousands won daily. Stephen in Florida. Hey, Steven
2: Hey, good morning, guys. Um, yeah, I wanted to say you had said earlier, you asked who's the player that has the most pressure on him? and I agree 100%. It's Josh Allen. And here's why I say that. Uh, by the way, it's kind of, I don't know if it's coincidence, but you guys brought up about the Rocky analogy with the Bills. I think a better analogy in parallel would be Rocky three, where Clubber Lang, who is Mr. T, knocks out Rocky in the second round. Because if you look at with the Bills and the KC Chiefs, Buffalo gets through the first round fine, which is the regular season against KC. But it comes to the second round, the offseason, they lose. So I think that's kind of a better analogy. But here's the two reasons why I believe Josh Allen is under the most pressure. Number one, the obvious one, he's got to be able to get Buffalo, lead Buffalo back to the big one because Buffalo's had this stigma for 30 years they can't win a Super Bowl four in a row. The only team that's ever happened to. But the other one that's the underlying one and the more important one to me is because of this game this weekend against whom they're playing, the Kansas City Chiefs, Josh Allen has to prove that he can lead this team in beating Patrick Mahomes and the KC Chiefs, or they're just going to go down as another you know season, another team that can't win the big one and prove that they are made of the stuff that champions are made of.
0: That's one part about it is it will feel almost too similar to other years. Right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were talking to Chris Brown about the Bills' sense of confidence. This is, to me, very different than if – what if they're playing the Bengals today or Sunday, the healthy Bengals? Mm -hmm. They have not beaten the Bengals. They've not shown they can do that. That's, to me, very different. They've only played them twice in yep. the Burrow era, but they're 0-2 against Burrow. Against Mahomes in the regular season, they have a winning record. Yeah. Yeah. They they know they can beat the Chiefs. You know, to prove they can beat the Chiefs, they've proven that. What they have to do is do it when people, you know, decide that it counts more, which is Sunday. If this were the Bengals, I feel like people would be more nervous. They've not shown. I, I think I would be. Yeah. Yeah. The, and they kind of got controlled thoroughly in both games. It's right? Not, they like, lost. They lost in a way to the to the Bengals last time last year to end the season in a way that they almost never lose games. No, they they. That's right. They never lose games like that. I mean, even to Kansas City, right? How how long ago? I mean, they got. Destroyed in the uh, 2020 AFC Championship yeah, game. Yeah, we're going back. 2021, four, four years. Yeah, it's a long time that. ago. Every other game the Bills and Chiefs play is usually pretty close. Or so yeah. there's the one the Bills even won by a lot. So 8:03:05:50. A new chapter begins at the Pit. I'm totally into calling it the Pit. We're doing it. All right, we're rolling with so, that. It's official. Yes. Um, and if the Bills don't like it, I'm going to call it the Pit until I get my drone fly through. We're never getting it. When can through? we get one? We're of those? never, we're never getting it. I wonder if they would. If they, I mean, they're they're gonna call it. Highmark we're gonna stadium. get like a, f- a flip book of like sketches, yeah. uh, of the inside of the stadium before we get a drone fly through. We're gonna start seeing steel going up soon. Yeah. Yes. the The story was, I don't know how far, if it's like behind schedule or anything, but the story was months ago that if the season goes into deep January, that's when steel starts going up. I mean, the cranes are up. Yeah. So we are not far. In terms of timeline from starting to see the the beginnings of the structure, if mm-hmm. the timeline's still what I think it initially was. Eight oh three oh five fifty, Jeremy and Joe, more of your phone calls. Rodney, stick with us, get right to you. CJ, anybody else wants to jump in? It's Football Friday, presented by Tops Markets. Score big savings and elevate your food game.
3: Hoping that they bring it to the highest that they've ever brought it because I'm excited to see them. Driving into the game is when I can always tell how they're going to be. If they're already drunk,
0: then it's going (laughs) to be one of those games. So I'm hoping around four o'clock, everybody is just about at their teeter. When I'm driving in, I'm hoping the Mafia brings all of everything like it's all or nothing. Reporting for duty, Mr. Dawkins. I mean, a 6.30 start. It's football Friday. That's Deion Dawkins. I can't help but always kind of get reflective in the moment, Joe. You know, this show's going to end. We're going to sign off today at some point. And then the next time, well, we'll have pregame. But Monday, we can't see the future. We're going to be in these chairs on Monday, Mm -hmm. and our sports lives will be different. Mm -hmm. A game will happen we will not forget. We're either here talking AFC Championship, or it's taking calls about McDermott getting fired. Which I saw, I saw Chris Broussard. There's a little uh, graphic on the screen, maybe Fox, wherever he is, saying McDermott's yeah, for coach, a Nick Wright. Show, okay, yeah, you can't escape him. McDermott's coaching for his job. I'd like to tell Chris Broussard, I do not believe that to that's be accurate. Not even close. I don't think that. I, I, at least I doubt this. No, yeah, not at all. Eight oh three oh five fifty. We we'll get some calls in as we connect with our fans. Brought to you by Northtown Kia. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com, dot Western New York's number one Kia dealer. They are picking the Bills and Chiefs on ESPN. Get up. It was three out of four going for the Bills. Oh, I missed two Who, uh, Damian Woody, smashed the little helmet of because he does that. That's his thing. And he like big man, little helmet, and he My- smashes the one of the team that's going to lose. My favorite thing to do. Who was it? Who maybe maybe. Dick Vitale picked against Syracuse every You know when you're, you've are you got someone that you know picks against your team. Scra- uh-huh. Strike there from the record about Vitale. I'm trying to think. When the Eagles were underdogs. They were those underdog masks all the time because people yes. kept picking against them. Yep. What I'm getting at is, you know, it's getting to the time of picks. And I was at ProFootballTalk.com, Mike Florio and Chris Sims. And I don't even have to click the link. I know Mike Florio's picking against the Bills. That's all he does. Yeah. Yes. Huh. That's fine, but I did click it and I looked. No, I mean, of course you picked against the Bills. You got to have someone picking against them because when the Bills win the Super Bowl, they got to be able to shout at somebody that that they doubted them, right? Yeah. Rodney and Geneseo. Good morning, Rodney. Hey guys, how you doing? Good, good, Rodney.
1: Uh, What I I tell you what I noticed from the Pittsburgh game. Maybe you guys noticed it too, but uh, who seemed like the what receivers were having the good days? The little guys, right? Shakir, Hardy. Catches, they'd catch the ball, get extra yards after, you know, after they caught it. Um, with the bad weather, all this, like the last game, I'm saying play the little guys. I mean, play digs, but play them little guys. Not Shurfield, not Gabe Davis. Put the little guys in because they're going to get open a lot quicker, which is going to help Josh with the pass rush from the Chiefs if you know if they send them. Yeah, uh, I'm, that's just me. I'm I'm just saying them little guys can get open a lot quicker. They're lower to the ground. It's going to help Josh out. Get the ball out. Let him run.
0: Thanks, Rodney. I like this point because, listen, the wide receiver train is not fueled up and running right now. The horn still works. But guys getting open quicker and lateral quickness and yards after catch and shiftiness I think is something this team has missed a lot. And Shakir is showing that. And Hardy definitely showed that. It's one of the reasons I think that people wanted – going back to last year's draft, Zay Flowers. Like, that guy makes yeah. guys miss. He can do it at all three levels. So Shakir has been a really, really nice find. Like that, that, That is working great. And it doesn't stop the need for more help with that position, but it's a good reminder that you don't just need you know six-foot-three guys on the outside. A lot of guys can win at any height. Look at what Tank Dell did for the Houston offense. Yeah. Tank Dell was like the smallest receiver in the league. He, I, by by weight, I think. He killed it at the Senior Bowl, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of, well, he's pretty small. You can't expect that. And he went in and was amazing immediately. Mm-hmm. So nice to have some shiftiness, some guys that can kind of get open like that. I mean, their, their depth guys are all like that. Well, not all of them. Sherfield's not. But, I mean, Hardy is that. Hardy gets a couple of snaps. And if he ever gets the ball, that's usually what you're going to see. And. Like they played Andy Isabella seven snaps, all oh, passing snaps last week, and that's the same thing. They used him in motion on every single one of those. And I, I, you know, he's probably not going to get the ball, but Yeah. It's the same it's, thing. Like they they've got the speed element in the depths of their wide receiver core. Right. Instead of thinking about it's it's what I say it's not a 40 time receiver, it's a shuttle timer shuttle drill receiver. Yep, yep. Like who gets open in small spaces. And the Bills had a lot of success with this with Cole Beasley. But Beasley was never really great yards after catch. He was no. great getting open in small spaces. And then when he lost a step, we kind of all saw it, right? Like, okay, it's not yep. it's not as shifty as it was. So I think they've been looking for that role. McKenzie was supposed to be it. It never really panned out. But those are big plays. I mean, how many, how many big plays have they had where the play was executed well, but what really made it a touchdown or what made it a giant play was the individual effort of the guy with the ball in their hands. Yeah. Because often... With this football team, that's never been true. That's Allen, right? Guy that makes a special play with the ball in his hands. It's been Allen, and that's kind of it. And, it, I mean, on recent on the, on the, the last couple of weeks, I can just remember off the top of my head. I mean, last week, of course, Allen's scramble is one of them, right? That's just ball in your hand, and the guy does something great. And Shakir on his touchdown is the same thing. Hardy on his 35-yard reception, right? The play works, for 13 yards, and then he creates 20 more out of it. How about Shakir against the Jets? He he turns that into an 80-yard touchdown, yeah. when some guys maybe it would only be like a 40- or a 50-yard play, or even less than that. I mean, James Cook's had a couple of these, too. So that's an element. It's, this is all the Yak conversation, right? They talked about it for so long. So they're not you know, the Dolphins for this still, but they're better than they used to be. Well, that's one of the things about Tyreek Hill that makes him so amazing is he can do everything he gets open quickly he's got top line speed but then like the zero to 60 speed that's something yeah. i feel like the bills have missed in the davis role he doesn't really have the zero to 60 speed he's more of a top speed guy when he builds up that speed he gets it right but on shorter and intermediate routes we're seeing that Allen is taking those with shakir and they're turning into the bigger plays. cj in buffalo hey cj good morning
3: hey good morning guys now, I'm gonna start with this. I'm not calling for Sean McDermott's head at all. But you guys were talking about who has more pressure or more to prove. And a lot of the call ins or even people in the media are talking about is Josh Allen has to prove that he can beat Patrick Mahomes. I'm just here to say like maybe I look at it differently, but hasn't he already proven that he can beat Patrick Mahomes? If you score with with the minute left in a thirteen seconds game and you score uh, again and leave thirteen sec or you leave thirteen seconds on the clock. You give it. You, you gave your coach a chance to eat 13 seconds, and he's a defensive-minded coach. Secondly, it, like since then, you lost your defensive coordinator, and you changed over your OC. I think it's more on Sean McDermott than it is uh, Josh Allen. That's just me looking from the outside in. Um, I do want him to stay because I want to see how how good this team can be with Sean McDermott and Josh Allen actually drafting receivers and using those guys, but. As of right now, I think Sean McDermott has done better with the offensive aggressiveness, you know, even in a Miami game and two four downs, one he got, one he didn't. Um, it's defensively. Are you going to play back like you did against uh, Cincinnati or against the Giants that we happen to win late in the game? Those are decisions that I want to see Sean McDermott in those moments do better. You know, I don't think it's really Josh Allen. I think it's Josh Allen with this head coach.
0: Thanks, CJ. Yeah, I mean, I think the nuanced conversation is, of course, we know he's good enough to beat him. He just hasn't done it in the playoffs. And it's not – what you lay out how, is how it's not QB wins. <clears throat> yeah. so you can play the game of your life and lose. Well, and also what he's setting up is a potential conversation of if Allen plays well. And they lose. And they lose. I This is why I uh, – another reason why I'm not sure – or I, I would put Lamar Jackson as having more pressure this weekend than Allen. Because I think there are outcomes where Allen lose the game and he's not the guy people are pointing the finger at. And that could be locally and that can be nationally. That is, if he plays well and they lose to Mahomes again, what's the story? What's the story that's going to be written? It's this coach is holding this quarterback back yep. from getting past Kansas City. Right. A, a big statistical day for Allen and a loss. It, it, and it goes to it goes to McDermott. It goes there pretty quickly, yeah. Uh, Ian in Burlington, Vermont. Good morning, Ian.
4: Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Love the show. Uh, I, I am seeing this a little bit differently in that I can't see how McDermott hasn't had a coach of the year season this year, given that he took over the defensive call playing and the the decimation they've had on defense, yet they're still able to stop teams when it matters. You know, in this second half of the season, he's figured it out, and I I get, you know, I I'm like most fans, I'm sure, I get upset in the first drive or two, you know, that the that the opposing team has on offense because it seems like it takes him a drive or two to kind of figure out whatever it is that team is trying to do. But when he does, this defense, look at what they're doing, with you know, fifth- and sixth-string linebackers and the decimation they've had in the backfield. I I, I just feel like uh, no matter what happens on Sunday, you know, people that will scapegoat him, but I think this is probably the one of the finest coaching efforts he's had, particularly in the second half of the season.
0: Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree in that he's had a really strong showing in the second half. The stuff about injuries, though, that's just not what wins you, Coach of the Year. What wins you, right. Coach of the Year, is it's – Low expectations. Yeah, exceeding your expectations. Yeah. That's how Brian Dable won it last year with a team that won, what, nine games? Yeah. Like McDermott, it's not, it's not his fault. I mean, it's what he's established here is the bar is high enough to where, like, for him to win coach of the year, the Bills would have to go undefeated. Pretty close. Or they'd have to make the playoffs with a backup quarterback. Just yeah, right. Exactly. Because yeah. has Andy Reid won a coach of the year recently? Not that with, with, I, I don't think so. Not home- recently. Like, everyone would agree... That Reed is a great coach and one of the best coaches in football. And he's not going to win a coach of the year with Patrick Mahomes. It's just not going to happen. Here are your coach of the years in the last five, ready? Matt Nagy. 2000, Yikes. 2018. Matt Nagy won coach of the year. That's incredible. Andy Reid, Pete Carroll, Sean Payton were the nominees. It went to Matt Nagy. Why? Overproduced on results. John Harbaugh won it. McDermott was nominated that year, 2019. And the Ravens went 14 and 2. Yep. Like it, it took an insane record. Kevin right. Stefanski won it in 2020. Okay. That's exceeding. Ex- that's, the, that's winning with the Browns. Yep. Yeah. 2021, it's Mike Vrabel. Okay. okay. Exceeding expectations. 2022, it's Brian Dable. McDermott was nominated along with Doug Peterson and Nick, Nick Sirianni. Mm-hmm. This year, Kevin Stefanski is another one. He's got four quarterbacks, <laughs> right? That's, yeah. And yep. and you're the So I'm looking back even before that. So McVeigh's a good one, but like Jason Garrett, one coach of the year. Ron yeah. Rivera won it two Ron Rivera won it two out of three years in Carolina. That's amazing. I mean he went fifteen and one in one of them. Um it's not the greatest measuring stick. No, none at all. It's really about Overperforming box office expectations in a way. But on McDermott, I said this earlier in the week. Like, I am surprised, given how the middle of the year was going, that I have arrived at a point where I have more confidence in him right now than I feel like I ever have. And it's mostly for me what he's been able to accomplish defensively and the play calling element. All these examples we're seeing of like timely blitzes or how they're doing coverage differently. Um, Sometimes it's more aggressive than it's been and Poyer getting moved down into Dime once in a while, which is a new wrinkle. Like, they... I have confidence in him right now as a defensive mind, and I'm trusting in what I'm seeing in terms of the aggressive decisions for fourth downs, and that he was third on the season. Of all head coaches, he was third best in the league knowing when to go for it, and in recent games, he has been willing to do it. Pittsburgh, he didn't have any chances, but he did go for one that was on his own side of the field, and in Miami, he did it a couple times, so... I'll walk that back the moment he punts from the forty five against the Chiefs, you know, on a fourth and three. But I feel like on that sort of stuff, I, I would just put it this way. I have more confidence in him on that stuff right now than I do with the coach on the other side, Andy Reid. 8030550, 1888, 550, 2550. Joe's wife is making cinnamon rolls. She's making cin- she just she was making cinnamon rolls as we just kind of coincidentally started talking about them earlier. Chili on cinnamon rolls. Got any cantaloupe at home? You have to go make some chili and no, eat, ch- eat chili with no, cinnamon no, rolls. No I, no, I don't. Nobody doesn't. needs no, Nobody needs to this. This is that. an opportunity. The universe is speaking. Nobody to you. Nobody needs to do that. Nobody. The universe. The universe. You tell the universe to get to take a hike. You could just like, go order chili at a fast food spot He's like you know what let me just toss a cinnamon roll in here I'm going go to go to I'm going to go to a drive through get yes. some chili and then drive home and then I'm going to do what I'm going gonna, gonna to put gonna a gonna cinnamon, dunk roll in cinnamon roll my cinnamon roll in the chili no 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 you put it in it's like it appears to be in the the pictures I see like crackers in soup you're going to put the cinnamon yes. roll in there and tear it into pieces and insane. then eat chili with, it's just like having tomato soup with crackers i feel like his No first- it's not it's like having it's like having tomato soup with chips Ahoy cookies let me crumble some chocolate chip cookies in the in the tomato <laughs> yeah, soup. How's that going to be? Cinnamon's not the same as chocolate chips. Why don't I put a scoop of chocolate ice cream in there? I mean, I think hey. like your first experience though has to be like quality chili. It can't be just like you know from I, some fast food place. I'm not saying savory and sweet is not a good combo. I'm saying there are limits, man. There are limits. Don't put whipped cream on my steak. I think this is a different different ball game. Like whipped cream I don't on. think it is whipped cream. That's a dead. I don't product. think it how much. How much crazier would it be? The first person that put a cinnamon roll in his chili versus if there were two friends that sat down at a restaurant in in the seventies or whenever they invented this, and one guy ordered chili with cinnamon rolls, and yeah. the other guy ordered a steak, and he got a side of whipped cream on it. Okay, if one there's, put there's, a cinnamon roll in the chili, and the other put whipped cream on the steak. Those people would be equally nuts. No, there's one major difference. The guy that orders the chili with the cinnamon roll, that's on the menu. It is a top food now item it there. Now it is. As opposed to just ordering a steak with a side of whipped cream. That's like sloppy steaks from I Think You Should Leave. That's just making something up. Okay, but, but this every, is, every, every all of this is made up at one point in time. I could make it right. up, and now it's on a menu the next week, and now it's and a this, thing? This has been made up. Some people might have called the first person that did it insane, and yet what? It is stuck through an entire region. It must be good. Why would keep, people keep doing it? Extendo Sports is up next. Breaking sports news airs first here.
3: Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550, 2020 Sports.
2: Extendo Sports.
0: Of course, we're waiting to see if a streak is about to end. We'll know maybe as soon as Saturday. It might take until Sunday. Will the AFC Championship game be somewhere other than Arrowhead Stadium for the first time since 2018? Five Gosh, man, consecutive right. AFC title games in Arrowhead can only be at Baltimore, or Buffalo, other than could Kansas be, City. Could be at Arrowhead, yeah. So let's uh, let's not have that streak. No, I will not. I can't. I can't fathom watching that game if the Bill season ends and you got to watch another game at Arrowhead. I think of the Texans no not gonna do that we've got an offer of uh certain sports bars offer to serve you chili and cinnamon rolls i'm just saying me yeah no not happening you're gonna be at hartman's today hartman's distilling yes five o'clock five to seven so stop by do they They have have dj sour cream and raisin pie I, uh, don't, if, no, there, there will be no, not There's on my time. watch, not on my watch. There will be no sour cream and raisin pie. All right. Well, that's it for us. Extra point show coming up. Sales on the way. He's got Sean McDermott and, uh, Pat Hammer update on the weather. And we'll see it from the stadium on Sunday. Pre-game starts at three. three no, it starts at one. I'm on pre-game and I start at one. What am I talking about? Starts at one. Bo- Starts at three because yours is a snooze. Anyway, Before well, you're on the air next on Sunday, you think Belichick's going to be the announced the Falcons coach? Maybe. I do find it interesting that the coaching cycle seems to be slow. Is it waiting on Belichick? Or Me? is it waiting on... Maybe. Who's I, it waiting on? There's a million interviews and not a lot of hires. The only team that hired is New England. And again, I think that's because they had this guy in mind the whole time. Right. They already S- knew. They already knew. But... The rest I, there's of it's a slow there's a domino to drop i think maybe our teams waiting to see if the eagle job is available that might be true or our coach candidate's waiting for that like if you're Vrabel and I, you think you can get the philly job maybe you wait on yeah seattle i don't necessarily want to you know commit yet because I mean, this job might be opening we don't know yet i just want the atlanta job to go to someone that would give the ball to B. John robinson <laughs> the country deserves that uh-huh. man Running, carrying, catching the football more. Well, they also deserve Kyle Pitts like becoming the unicorn that okay. he was supposed to be. Or Drake London. Like, get a quarterback there. Kirk Cousins. Go get Kirk Cousins and Bell Belichick, and let's watch Atlanta win 11 games. Mm-hmm. It will be so weird seeing Belichick in a Falcons headset. Yeah, it just doesn't. It seems really weird to yeah. me. Quick note from uh, Catherine Fitzgerald of the Buffalo News. The offensive line had a pizza party again. They are four and zero, when they have pizza parties. Hmm. This is I didn't know this was a normal thing. It's well it's not that I mean there's a lot of seasons, a lot of weeks. There's only yeah. been so many pizza parties. Every time they have a pizza party, they win. Huh. It's only the offensive linemen? Offensive line pizza party. It's gotta be a lot of pizzas. Yeah, for like nine offensive linemen. How many pizzas is that? I would say if you're an offensive lineman, you're you're counting on eating two full pizzas yourself. Oh come on! I mean, the entire Sabres Wait, the- <laughs> team. The entire two Sabres team ordered pizzas? Like, fifteen pizzas. Come right? On. You haven't eaten a whole pizza yourself. I have. I've eaten a whole frozen pizza myself. All I've right. eaten. I'm not ordering a large pizza well. at a at a pizzeria. And how? I think one pizza per per lineman is fine. Two seems nuts. One and a half. You tell me, Deion Dawkins isn't going into a second pizza? Are they getting wings? Spencer too? Brown is like the largest human on earth. He better go into pizza Spen- number two. Spencer Brown might get to the second pizza. Uh, are they getting wings too? That's a good question. It's just referred to. If as it's a- just pizza, you know, maybe you order two each with the idea that everyone's yeah. gonna want like an extra slice or two. But no one's I, two full pizzas. That's an insane Eric amount of food. Wood and the lineman used to have a competition who could gain the most weight at Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving though. That's different. All right, that's it. Go eat some chili and some cinnamon rolls and pizza and sour cream and raisin pie. Yes, all of it.